The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Good morning and welcome to Tech Talk right here on High FM where we bring you all the latest news, views, gizmos and a really interesting take on insurance coming up in Tech Talk Cafe. We are talking to Naked Insurance now. Getting naked is generally frowned upon in public places, but getting insurance from Naked may be a smart move. Technology, AI, bots, you name it, smart algorithms, no paperwork, all sorts of really interesting innovations in a space that's moribund is an old word, but it is a, a word that applies really to this industry. Insurance has always been all about making calls, going through millions of papers, emailing and scanning and in the old days faxing stuff up and down and then waiting for assessors and taking your cars and it's just a it's a grudge purchase it's a hassle when you have to claim well there's a new kid on the block they're doing some amazing things so listen in at 11:20 and um learn all about how there may well be a better way I'm not endorsing but I am saying that uh, online, with your mobile phone, using the camera, so many cool, clever uses of technology to make your life really easy when it comes to insurance. So stay tuned and uh, find out more about Naked Insurance a little bit later. But moving on to the news of the week, it's getting real. Telcom are getting clobbered in all different ways, but they're making some really interesting moves. We've talked about this on the show in the past. Telcom was the, the that huge company that everyone loved to hate. If there was a problem, it was Telcom. If your ADSL didn't work, moaned about Telcom. You couldn't make a phone call because of crackles, cables being stolen, you name it. They were at the forefront of Hello Peter and bad news. But after the last couple of years, Telcom has transformed themselves. They've become a much more uh, customer-centric company. Things have moved quite along, and their telecom mobile offering, although new kids on the block, um, the smallest of all the operators out there, have been pretty innovative. They've done some amazing um, stuff. They've got packages that are hard to beat. They now roam on MTN's network, which is a great network from a 4G and uh, voice point of view. So they've come a long way, but times are tough out there, unfortunately, and they're shedding around about 3,000 staff members. And where this is all coming from is from their old POTS network, plain old telephone system network, where in, where just like when Alexander Graham Bell started telephony, you took a cable, ran it from your house to an exchange. They used to have people with wires connecting one set of cables to another set of cables. Then they automated that and moved it to to relays which were clicking and buzzing then they automated that and moved it to computers that did the, the switching but the actual simple fact never changed there was a copper wire that ran from a handset in your home to the exchange from the exchange in the last couple of years it's gone digital so between Joburg and Cape Town between Joburg and the rest of the world it was all digital but then it switched back to a copper network and sent the signal down that wire to your home well, copper globally, copper locally is dead. Officially, Telcom are decommissioning their copper networks as we speak and expect to get a phone call. I got one this week. Uh, people I know got them this week when 
cables get stolen, they are not replacing them. So what do you do when you get a phone call from Telcom saying, hello, um, we're moving you to fiber if there's fiber in your area, generally at no extra charge, um, or moving you onto a, a mobile phone or a fixed mobile phone? Well, um, I'm going to give you a couple of pointers in that regard because it is happening. Many, many people have said they've got phone calls. I've got a phone call. The good old day when you got that wire coming in from the outside to your house is pretty much over, and it makes perfect sense. So we'll be back straight after this, and then I'll just give you a couple of hints and tips of where you can go, what you can do, before we can move on to the next little bit of news. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And as I said, Telcom are cutting the cable. Copper's gone. What do you do? Well, it's a simple thing. It's called VoIP, voice over IP. So in other words, what they're going to do, if you have a landline, and if heaven forbid you're still using ADSL, and there is fiber in your area, they will switch you to a fiber connection. They'll take your number. They will port it to their VoIP digital system. They will then set it up in a number of different ways. The first and simplest way is they'll bring you a little handset that looks very much like a normal handset. You plug it into your internet or connect it to the Wi-Fi, and your phone will work pretty much exactly the same as it always has. No change. You pick it up, dial a number. If someone dials you, it'll ring, and it'll work perfectly. But the advantage of VoIP goes way beyond um, just that. You know, having a phone in the home, a lot of people are hardly using it, but it was there. It was safe. It was on the wall, on the desk. You had your little portable. It was cool. But um, with VoIP, you get exactly that, no change in essence. But what you can also do, you can download a VoIP client on your smartphone. I've got phone calls from friends who've got older parents saying, well, they don't have smartphones. Well, I'm afraid the time has come to move to a smartphone, listening to my gadget of the week, great value smartphone from Samsung coming up, um, the A51. At reasonable prices, between six and 10,000 Rand, you can get a really, really superb smart device on it, you can load uh, a VoIP client, and then you can make and receive calls over your smartphone connected to the Internet anywhere in the world any without any connection whatsoever. And what is even cooler is that you can do that in addition to the phone that's set up in your home. Well, it might take a little bit of technical stuff, but I've been assured by Telcom that if you go into their Telcom stores and you have obtained the VoIP system through them, they will help you set it up on a mobile device as well. So that is one option. Another option is they're offering free telephony if you sign up for fiber because they've been a little late to the game on the fiber setup, and some people are perhaps not keen to use them as their fiber ISP for the Internet, but they've got pretty compelling bundles from reasonable to crazy pricing from around about five ninety nine all the way up to fourteen ninety nine depending on the speed and the access. But all of those packages have a um, telephony component built in. So you port your number into their system. Well, they own it, but it still ports in. They take it off to the um, to the VoIP setup, and suddenly you've got internet over fiber, and you've got. Um, your 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 phone number all working pretty much as before probably right now for similar speeds like a 10 meg fiber is cheaper than 10 meg adsl how's that for a little interesting saving you can also do this over their lte setup so if for example there's no fiber in your area and there's nothing you can do what you can do is move your 
your internet off ADSL onto LTE, um, which is a little less reliable than fiber, a little sometimes, but certainly as reliable, if not better than, uh, L- uh, than ADSL. And that should allow you to do the same thing, exactly the same. You get a little uh, LTE router, plug it into your Wi-Fi, or it is the Wi-Fi in your home, and your phone works. Everything works just as before. You can also not use telecom services at all, and this is the other option. You can move or port your phone to a number of service providers starting at 25 to 45 rand a month plus calls and then you get exactly the same thing sometimes setup is not quite as slick you've got to obviously open a new account with a new provider and there's certain hassles with cancelling your telecom line though they assure me again that they've sorted all that stuff out so if for whatever reason you're with an existing Vox, MWeb any one of the current ISPs you can speak to them about taking over your telecom line and completely cutting the cord with telecom for whatever reason. They may also bundle, and some of them do, bundle voice into your your um, your fiber or LTE subscription. So there are options. So if the telecom guy calls you, you don't have to go with their package. Telecom's also got, and I've checked their website out, you can do that with pleasure, a host of different weird and not particularly understandable options. But broken down, it's very simple. You can go fiber. If you have fiber in the area, they'll cut your cable, port your number to their LT, to their VoIP system, and off you go. The costs will be very similar to what you're paying right now, depending on the speed of the fiber that you choose. High speed costs more, low speed costs a little bit less. Depending on your needs, a lot of people in the home go high. Two people in the home go medium. I don't advocate going low. Not if you want to do a bit of streaming and some Netflixing. If you don't have fiber, they have their LTE option. Um, a lot of guys supply it. You can switch across to that. Again, prices are very comparable to what you're paying right now. Simple and easy. Or you can simply move your phone to a 3G phone if LTEs are somehow not available or you really don't. You have some reason not to connect your your uh, phone to fiber or LTE data or whatever the case may be, you can simply port your phone to a 3G phone, which looks like a normal phone. It's got a little antenna at the back, but it's essentially a fixed cell phone, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you've actually got a cell phone, rather just use a cell phone. So those are the sort of options. They're coming more and more. You're going to, it's the, the, as I said, if the cables get stolen in your area and it happened right here near Chai recently, they are not going to replace the cables. They're going to offer you all these options. And just check it out. You don't have to go with them. You can go with a number of different providers. Speak to your current ISP if you're on fiber. Speak to Telcom. And don't let them bamboozle you into some sort of fancy package. You should actually save money on this whole thing. And it should get a lot, lot slicker. Now, before we uh, go into Tech Talk Cafe, this was really an interesting week for Apple. They announced some absolutely blowout results um, based on the fact that their new iPhone 12 range has been selling like hotcakes. They've upped the numbers globally. And the one area where they were seriously struggling with sales seems to have also taken a turn. Their sales of iPhone, 12, of iPhone 11, not 12, iPhone 11, the 12th coming out this year. The sales of the iPhone 11 and the Pro and the Pro Max globally has exceeded all the expectations. They've apparently placed much larger orders. And there's a rumor for a low-cost iPhone coming, SE coming fairly shortly, as 
as early as March. But even without that phone on the market, the current range seems to have hit a sweet spot for quality, price, and versatility. Their services business, that's all the stuff they sell outside of um, of their hardware, the phones, the computers, the tablets, has also done extremely well and if you're one of those lucky few people who had some apple shares well you've done you've done amazingly it's a trillion dollar company or one billion trillion i'm sorry i'm i haven't got my head on straight for the finances but there are their market capitalization is at an all-time high their share prices exceed well it's 1.4 trillion their market cap so it's just going nuts um and their share price has never been higher, which is absolutely insane. So re- interesting to see that despite all the global doom and gloom, people are happy with Apple. Their, their path last year, people were saying Apple's over, times were done. Um, but they, they seem to have understood what people want. They've come back really well against the challenges with super cameras by bringing out their own super camera. And overall, their entire ecosystem, which is the, the software, the apps, the hardware seem to be really finding favor with purchases and, 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 and people all over the world. The other highlight was their watch um, area. That also has proved to be a global smash. Their new versions are selling even faster than ever. And in truth, in the mobile or in the smartwatch area, I don't believe there is actually a competitor, direct competitor to the Apple Watch. That being said, there are a lot of alternatives, and if you're not in the Apple space, there's some good product. But the class-leading, standard-setting device right now is the Apple Watch. So watch the space. There's apparently some amazing new products coming from Apple over the next couple of months. Traditionally, the first half of the year, they talk about tablets. They talk about um, other things, Apple TVs and all, and, and computers rather than phones. That's September. But the next month is going to be huge for mobile devices with World Mobile Congress coming up, 5G going mainstream across the world and available even in South Africa, surprisingly, and some big announcements from Vodacom in that space coming very, very, very shortly. So on that note, we have to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Tech Talk Cafe and a really interesting chat with Naked Insurance. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe. And with me, not in the studio, but somewhere quiet, is Ernest North, who's one of the founders of Naked Insurance. Now, Naked Insurance, interesting name, and just don't Google Naked by itself. It's <laughs> bad form. But is a really innovative new player in a really stable old-school market. So welcome to the show, Ernest, and tell us a little bit about what you guys do and why you're doing what you're doing, most importantly. It's nice to be here. Thanks for the chat, Stephen. It was time for insurance to catch up with the rest of the world in terms of how we run our lives and for technology to enable this service, which is important, being insurance, to be done in a way that is similar to the way we book our holidays, we run our finances, we do our shopping online. Everything else worked like that, but insurance didn't work like that. But up to now, yeah, in, in, up to now it's been a matter of you phone your broker or you get hold of somebody or the bank or whatever, and they physically 
take you through a process and sign you up and lots of paperwork and tons of, of hassle. And insurance by its very nature is a bit of a grudge per- purchase. So has this, how have you put, how have you changed that? And so one of the main things that we saw was that people do not feel like spending 40 minutes on the phone. No, when no they, Even when they're buying a new car and they need to take out insurance on a car for the first time, or if they've been with their insurer for a year or two and they suspect they're probably overpaying, most people still wouldn't take action because they, they don't feel like spending that 40 minutes. And so having built a business from scratch where the technology allows the client to do everything instantly, just the click of a button, no need to speak to anyone ever. Except for Rose. We know about Rose. Well, we'll talk about Rose and, and how she's changing people's lives. I mean, she's Sorry. the bot, she's the bot that, that lets you buy naked insurance in 90 seconds. Okay. Brilliant. And, and because she allows you to do it so quickly, people can see whether they're overpaying for insurance with somebody else and decide whether they want to switch. And if they do want to switch, do it right then and there. Put in their credit card details, uh, either for the policy to start immediately or in some future date. All of it is automated. And the amazing thing is that on the one hand, yes, it's super convenient. It's, it's taken something where people are reluctant to make the change. And insurers, of course, know that. So that's one of the questions that you have so to they ask actually, yourself. So they actually hang on to customers so, through this inertia. So why do insurance companies always offer you a lower price when you threaten to leave? Why don't they just charge you the right price all along? I mean, that's, that's something we should all be asking ourselves. And, of course, it's because they know that most of their clients don't have the energy to phone in and spend that 40 minutes. And so the, the natural thing for insurance companies to do is to charge you more than what they should be charging you. And so having made this process into one that literally is only 90 seconds, you can switch by just chatting to the bot rows and doing everything on the app. We've taken away that hidden layer of... I'm not sure what, whether I'm overpaying for insurance. Naked Insurance has changed it into something that's just, here's your premium, no negotiations, no back and forth discussions with a call center agent. It's very simply the convenience and the transparency and the clarity of this is your premium. If you want to switch, do it now. But the other very exciting part is we've not only made it convenient and transparent, the fact that everything is automated, of course, means massive savings. And having built an insurance system that runs without people manually doing things in the background, which is the way traditional insurance companies run, that cost saving, we directly translate into lower premiums. And that's the bit that... that so your fixed overheads and absolutely. everything are absolutely minimal. For Rose, the bot to sell insurance costs us basically zero. <laughs> A and little bit of airtime and data, exactly. basically. And, and that is the exciting part that ultimately this is a product where you don't, when you buy insurance, you don't get to hold something physically in your hand. You don't get to. No, it's a complete intangible. It's a, it's a, it's a super, it's the definition of an intangible. Like this, it's a future promise that you're buying. And so obviously then, in, when you're buying this product, you want to pay as little as possible. And so f- for us to have taken the process of running insurance to, to a situation where the bulk of what you're paying is actually just for us to be able to fund that promise. Surely that is a better version of insurance. So how does this actually work? I mean, we'll get to your, your new announcement in a few minutes, but you've been going for about 18 months now. And how does it actually work? What do people need to do to go through the process 
and and how does Rose the Bot work? Because that's quite a, a key tech idea. Yeah, so we've we've taken all the answers or the questions that traditional insurance companies ask when they speak to you over the phone or, or the broker or, or, or some traditional form, and we've built all of that into the chat uh, that the chatbot does with you on the on the app. She skips questions that are not material to your premium. And so, how do you know they're not? So, so this is, I think, we're getting into the next thing, which exactly. is all about AI. And One of the exciting of things is we've, we've managed to, to converge two very exciting disciplines. On the one hand, three of us that started Naked Insurance are all actuaries that built our careers on pricing short-term insurance and using all these amazing data sets and big volumes of data to determine what the right price is that you should be charged for insurance. However, on the other hand, our team is made up of software developers and data scientists that say that there are things outside of the questions that you answer that actually tell us a lot about you. And if we use that data and we process it smartly, then we don't have to ask you all the questions. That so you, you know more about us than we know about it's, ourselves. It's, so, for example, <laughs> it, I mean, one of the one of my favorite examples is that when you are, when you get asked a question by Rose and you type something, the way in which you answer that question, not just the actual answer, but the way in which you type, how long you took, how long did you did you, for example, browse to the end of the question? Did you read it and then go back and then go forward? Like all of those behavioral things, start giving us data about you and it starts putting you in a bracket or in a in a group of people that exhibit certain behavior and we can for example start grouping people together that people that are confused by this question should be asked asked this other question that is amazing and if they are confused by this question it typically means we can skip this other question about the color of the car or something because it's unlikely to have a material effect on the premium and so the exciting thing of of the way we've built naked insurance it is not just old school insurance through a call center that's been that we've been changed which is scripted and which has been scripted and then like it's got a set sequence and converted into into a bot that's not what we've done We've built a whole, from, from scratch, we've built a whole system that says what is the best way in the most convenient way for the client to get the right information we need. And once we have that, to give you the premium. It means that two people that theoretically look very similar to an old school insurance, to an old school insurance company, could get a slightly different premium when they quote on naked insurance because we're using all sorts of other lenses of looking at this information. And this data, where, does, where did it come from and how did you develop the, the algorithm to figure that out? I mean, I know I'm asking quite hard questions, but I mean, that is fundamental. So you've got Mr. A and Mr. B, they both live in the same neighborhood, they both drive similar cars, and yet they could get a different premium because of other stuff going on. Well, I mean, as I said, the, the three of us had all spent 15, 20 years in the insurance industry analyzing the way traditional insurance companies do things and challenging ourselves in terms of, but, but isn't there a better way? What, but what if you could harness other information, etc.? So that's the one part of the answer. The other part is it took us, we're close to, to three and a half or four years now of building this technology. And, and so it's been a very fine balance of using the old school traditional data but also making sure that we build our system so that every interaction you have with our system gets stored. And it's an amazing time to live 
where the ability to store and, and interrogate data terras, interrogates of data about yeah. a single client is really amazing. And so for every day that passes and for every claim that we pay, like we've, got, learn more. we've got thousands of people on our portfolio already, for every day that passes and for every claim that gets paid, we learn more and we move away further from charging premiums just on the old school way of on a set sort of matrix of criteria matrix of 20 questions which a standard insurer asks and so that's the exciting part and where it gets where where your mind absolutely gets blown is we've to date only spoken about what premiums we ask you but of course insurance is about claims that's when the, that's when the rubber hits the road yeah and that's where people get annoyed and the really exciting part about our business is that we are rapidly moving towards a space where most of our claims will be processed without human intervention. That's pretty insane. So, so no running around yeah. waiting for assessors and all that no, good stuff. No, you send pictures. Our AI looks at the pictures. It, combi- it processes the images, sort of assesses how, how big the damage is. At the moment, we're mostly processing uh, claims that have slightly less damage or on an automated basis, but we're rapidly improving that. And then we combine that with this with this additional data that we gathered about you when we when you signed up and and for every time you use the app. And what we're saying is that the majority of people are not fraudulent. People are mostly good people, and they're not lying. So it's unfortunate that historically insurance has had. To, or has, it's been forced to treat most people as if they are fraudulent. That's actually a fascinating point because you had to build that into your process and your system on the default that there is a percentage yeah. of fraud. So everyone paid the price. Exactly. And, so and you're saying that you don't work that way. We don't work. We, we assume that the, the most people are not fraudulent. And so what's exciting is that most people's claims will be processed purely without, without human intervention. It will be processed with with, with the with the bots analyzing your own data and analyzing the pictures that you've sent and saying, you know what? It is very unlikely that this person's fraudulent. It is not worth our money to spend another ten grand on Chasing paying an find, investigator. Yeah. And it is not worth wasting that time and wasting the client's time to to, to, to go through that rigmarole. Let's just pay and get this over with. Because that's what insurance is for. And so, on the one hand, clients have amazing experience because those clients get paid so quickly. And the claim process is purely through the app. app purely through the app. So you As take I, pictures through the app, you note the damage through the app, you put all the information you need through the app. Exactly. And then you get a little notification, it depend, go, go de- get your car fixed. Depending on the type of claim, sometimes you get an, you get an immediate call from the service provider saying, are you still in that area? Can we come fetch your car? We, we want, no, in fact, we want to come fix your windscreen at your office. Where are you? <laughs> so depending on the type of claim, you get contacted immediately for the repair. But as I said, that's a process that's growing. We're not, we're not there where the majority of So there's still a little bit of assessors and the normal traditional exactly. stuff going we, on. We are, we are increasingly upping the portion of claims that we process that way. Uh, but we are very excited that that's where the future lies. Because not only is is the the client's experience one that is really quick quick and easy and convenient. But increasingly, as we are not paying for those assessors, that cost saving is only going one place, ultimately to lower premiums. That's really fascinating. So it's it's a it's a it's a big it's a land shift in terms of 
what is the definition of the insurance that we're selling? It's a, it's one where historically there were a lot of costs and frustrations in the processes of, of interacting with insurance. And it was like a snowball because the, the more manual processes there were, the, the more frustrating it got for the client, but also the high, the more, the higher the costs. And so, but those things were just snowballing over time with insurance. And it's exciting that we've built a version where it is designed to run quickly and smoothly and easily. And without any intervention at all. And, and the more we can do it without human intervention, uh, not the more it's convenient for you, but also the lower the costs are and ultimately the, the lower the premiums. That's proper science fiction, actually. Using smart computers to figure out whether you, you're actually telling the truth and have yeah. damaged the bumper. Now, over the last 18 months, your experience in that space, how have people responded? I mean, it's a tough environment in South Africa right now. Has it gone well? I'm so excited that a lot of people rightfully said that this looks like, as you said, looks very science fiction-y and it looks like something that's, that a lot of young people will enjoy because it's, uh, we, we used to speaking to call centers or brokers, so we'll do our insurance that way, but, but young people, they may yeah. enjoy doing it this way. And yes, we've had a large number of people that are under 30 that have gone onto this platform. I have been blown away by the number of people that are not inside that traditional uh, age bracket. The number of people that are 40, 50, 60 that have realized that they book their holidays this way. They book their travel this way. They do their banking this way. Why do they have to speak to a call center? And the number of people that have told us and have actually gone ahead and done it, that they are comfortable running their lives this way, that have just downloaded the app and bought their insurance this way. That's been a really, a really exciting thing for me to see. So we're excited that we knew all along uh, it, it, it is likely to only go mainstream once we have buildings and contents insurance as well, because we've only been encouraged. We're going to talk about that now. But I've been very surprised that having been just car insurance, the actual take up has been more than I expected. That's um, brilliant. And, and, and it speaks to, sure, as you're saying, uh, it, it, it's tough economic times. And if people can save 100 or 300 grand on their premiums, even if, the, even if that means uh, uh, doing it in a, in a slightly different way to what they're used to, uh, people are willing to try it out. But it turns out, actually, what it's, mu- it's about so much more than price. Uh, I think the name Naked says so much. Uh, it says uh, something about the ease and the convenience of doing this thing without the nonsense. So the emperor really has no clothes. Absolutely. Uh, it says something about uh, doing it on a platform where it, everything is easy, clear, uh, it's easy to understand, it's shown in a transparent manner, uh, and it's done without nonsense, without hassle. And surely that's, that's, that's the perfect confirmation. That's the holy grail of business. That keep it right, keep it quick, and yeah. keep it easy. And, and I'm really grateful that, I mean, we've done a little bit of advertising here and there, but really hardly any advertising. People have used this platform and then told their friends and their family that this is something you should check out because this thing is really a game changer. And for the majority of our growth over the last 18 months to come from that word of mouth, 
I mean, now I that's pretty spectacular. I for more. So as as usual, time flies. We're almost running out of time here. But tell us about your new sort of venture that starts now. I think it happened. You launched in January. So we are we have now opened to the public uh, the the buildings and home contents insurance product which is something really exciting for us. Because as I said, majority of people, if they do have a car and they have other assets, they prefer to insure those together. As a, as a, a and, and, and historically, insurance companies have made it quite complex in terms of bundling discounts in between things. And you only get the best price for this asset if you're insured for this asset and that sort of thing. So most people have those things insured under one umbrella. And so we're really excited that uh, our car insurance product has been doing really well. But we are now opening to the public the buildings and contents insurance policy. And the, the best way to describe it really is that the cover you're getting is very similar to what you're used to with any normal insurance company. It, you're insured for the same kinds of things that can go wrong. So you've got all risk and you've, you've got you've, all sorts of stuff that you normally get. Fires and floods and thefts and damage and whatnot. Damage and your things breaking and screens cracking and all. <laughs> you're covered for all the same things. But there are two big differences. The one you can switch without ever speaking to a call center. Uh, and, and then also the premiums reflect this cost saving of us having automated this whole system. And that's something that's really exciting for us. The, the one little technical bit that I'm really excited about is when, we, when you do a quote for home insurance, for building or contents insurance, we don't ask you initially what the what the value is of the things that you want to insure because that's okay, usually that sounds interesting yeah you normally one, start one the first how much insurance do you want so what we've said is we've shifted that process around we ask you a whole bunch of questions about where you live etc etc and then we supplement that information with the information that we have about you already so so your credit score and your age and the the for example we supplemented with the car that you're driving and all sorts of other things that we know about you. And then we make a suggestion. So when you get your first quote for home or buildings insurance, it has a number already for what we think the home that you live in or the contents that you own is worth. That's interesting. Now, Again, you know more about us than it's, we do. It, it's, it's frightening how accurate that number is because historically most people don't buy enough insurance. Most people, uh, unfortunately through traditional insurance, only discover that on the day that the, claims hap that the yeah, claim and happens. And they adjust for undervaluation. And exactly. And then the insurance company does that process. And we said, we want to challenge that. We don't want to surprise people on the day that they claim. We rather want to have that discussion up front. So we start by giving you a number which we think for your profile is likely to be in the right ballpark. And it's, it's super interesting that for most people, that's the value they end up buying because they... Because they realize, wait, let me wait a minute. Uh, yes, actually, that clothes is worth quite a lot. All the smeg stuff in my kitchen, etc. If I count it up, well, actually, starts adding up. it starts adding up. And actually, I thought I needed 200,000, but actually, this 400,000 number is actually the right number. So our, our, our prediction has been very accurate. But we, 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 we make a prediction, but then we, give, we leave it up to you to make the choice. So, so we give you that initial prediction. We leave it up to you to make the choice. But then once you have bought, you take pictures and videos of the home. I was getting there. <laughs> and then we analyze those pictures with AI and we try proactively to help you 
make sure that that amount you have chosen is the right amount because we don't want surprises at claims claims time. And so we're really excited about that technology which helps you analyze. It's not a full inventory. So if you've hidden stuff in the cupboard, we won't know about it. But anything that you can see, but you can analyze. Most of the things we can, you, and we ask you to take quite a few pictures of your house, and then we analyze it. And if we think you haven't bought enough, we get back to you proactively, and we help you update your cover. That's brilliant. Well, I'm really sorry, but it seems that we've used up our time. Now, how do people find this? What do, what do people do if they're interested and they want to know more or sign up? Like with most things in life, the easiest way is to get the app. Okay. Just go directly. Android and iOS. Android and iOS. Get, get the app. It's for free, obviously. Uh, but if you want to more, read more about the cover, it's explained in detail on the website, www.naked.insure. As you said earlier, be careful when Googling it. Uh, be disciplined. Uh, naked insurance yes. is the thing you Google. Google naked insurance and it should give you all the info. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and we'll stay in touch and figure out how you, how much more you know about us in the, in the nearish future. So again, naked insurance app or online and you can sign up and see if you can save some money. So a great idea. Thanks so much. Thanks, Stephen. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And it's actually fascinating how you don't even realize how technology works in the background to make things easier, cut costs. And, I mean, it sounds like a, a, a crazy proposition. Everything done by computer, you vetted and paid by algorithm, and people are kept out of the system, which... For some people, is not a great thing. But for others, it certainly makes your experience extremely smooth. So expect to see more of these type of services, but I think it's pretty innovative that a South African company has done this. I've looked around. There are not many around the world that do it, though bots are becoming very commonplace. Artificial intelligence in risk rating has also become very commonplace. But before we get into my gadget of the week, which is the Samsung A51, I must first remind you that... Through HiFM, you can connect to the world, to Israel, and to a global listening community. But you have to, and you can also connect to the heart of the station. What you have to do is download our free app um, to listen live, contact the studio, the office, or the helpline, all with one click, one touch, one swipe. So you can find it in the Google Play Store, uh, the Google App Store, not the Play Store. That gets... Uh, a little mixed up. The high, just search for high FM and look for the logo and then you can download it and, uh, install it on your phone. The high FM app is brought to you by binary headquarters. Now moving on, um, to my gadget of the week. It was launched in, it was launched a, a, a few weeks ago. I think at CES it was announced, but the A51 was officially launched in South Africa last week. And they sent me a, a unit to review. And to be honest, for a moment, I thought they'd actually sent me, when I unpacked it and unboxed it and started setting it up, I actually thought maybe they'd made a mistake and they'd sent me a far more expensive phone. Starting right out, the Galaxy A series is their mid-range series. It starts with the A30 and all the way up to the A81, I think it is now. But the the A series is a step be- behind the Galaxy S series. And, uh, dear Siri, dear Siri's listening to everything that I say. So it is a mid-range product and yet 
the build quality, the construction, the features, and the fact that this particular camera has four mm-hmm. camera. I call it a camera. It's not a camera. This phone has four cameras on the on the rear, and in all aspects, feels, looks, performs like a high end device at under eight thousand rand. So. I'm pretty blown away with the, the sheer quality on offer with the A51. The competition in the mid-range of smartphones is incredibly fierce. There's been so many amazing devices from so many, so many companies, um, from Sony to Nokia, Huawei of late have brought out some really good products, but as we've discussed on the show many times, there is a challenge around new Huawei devices going forward. With the lack of Google, hopefully they sort that out sometime in the nearest future. But if not, pretty much takes them out of play within the South African market for now. But what Samsung have done, I think they carefully looked at the market. They carefully carefully looked at what's available there. And they've put together a phone with just the right compromises. It has an incredible 48-megapixel rear camera with a zoom camera, with a close-up camera, and a time-of-flight camera that they use for 3D, that bokeh, fancy effect where you get a sharp face and a blurred background. And it comes with an AMOLED screen. It's light. It's extremely well-built. It feels amazingly premium. The frame is aluminium. It has Android 10 with the latest um, UI from from Samsung. It has facial recognition. It pretty much has absolutely – it ticks Every single box um, of all the the various um, devices out there. It's a 6.5-inch screen, fairly high resolution, not unbelievably high. It also comes with 4 gig of main RAM and 128 gigs of storage. So you, and you can uh, you can increase that using a micro SD card. But 128 gigs is certainly enough for quite a lot of music, quite a lot of photos. It's it's pretty impressive. The selfie front camera is also impressive. It's a 32 megapixel. And then just to round out this smorgasbord of top tech things, it comes with a 4,000 milliamp battery. And I've been playing with it for the last two, three days. And you just can't kill it. Um, I've been social media, meeting. I've been um, taking pictures. I've been viewing the odd YouTube video. I've been playing the odd little game here and there when I get five minutes to do so. And the battery just keeps going. Easily get through a day. Um, again, if you spend a ton of times, that's always variable. But easily get to 10, 11 at night with 20, 30% left. And then it's very good overnight. And you've still got another morning's worth of use the next day. And with a quick top-up, it charges incredibly quickly. Um, it's really very, very, very impressive for the for the the package. The recommended retail price is six triple nine, and I've, if you Google it, I've seen it anywhere between five and a half and seven triple nine. And I must say that currently on the market, there probably isn't a phone with this level of credentials. The camera quality is pretty. Uh, spectacular. It's certainly not in the league of the top-end cameras out there, but it's close enough for the vast majority of people, and it, it certainly takes pictures that you'd be extremely proud of. It's fast. Um, again, a small compromise in the processor. It's not the, the cutting-edge processor out there. It stuttered a little on some of the games, and with 4 gig of memory, it's good for pretty much everything. 
You, I've never found it slowing down. But again, open a game and a couple of apps, and it does tend to slow down compared to the very fast. But if you are coming from any other phone that's a year or two old, and you're not playing with some of the current crop of flagship phones, you really won't notice much of a difference. Well, I'll be back straight after this, and I'll give you a quick wrap-up on the Samsung Galaxy A51, and then uh, a last little hint and tip, and then that'll be that for this day or the show on this day. So we'll be back straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And just a quick wrap-up on the A51. It also looks a lot like the Note series because it doesn't have a teardrop notch. It's got a little cutout for the front camera in the middle of the screen, which I find really useful. And and it's (laughs) my um, sort of... ADHD type vibe, it's properly centered in the middle, you can ignore it. Um, Again, uh, it's just an incredibly well-priced and well-specced package. The AMOLED screen in Samsung, uh, you know, tradition is really, really, really amazing. It has all the necessary features that you could imagine and really performs exceptionally well compared to pretty much any phone on the market, and certainly in its price range, it is a really difficult package to beat. There are a lot out there, but if you're seriously looking in the six in the, the 6,000 to 8,000, 10,000 rand range for phones, you'll probably struggle to get this combination of quality, feel, and um, it, has Apple, it has Samsung Pay as well. I keep doing this, but it's Samsung Pay. So the ecosystem that Samsung have put up around this device also is exceptional. So give it a shout. Give it a look out. If you, it's available from all the operators pretty much across the country. And if you're looking for a really solid, easy-to-use, well-specced smartphone, I must say I'm super impressed with the Samsung Galaxy A51. And as I alluded to earlier, there are a ton of new phones coming in the next little while. And this could be sort of the mid-range pick for the moment in 2020. So now, moving on to the last uh, little thing, I just wanted to update everybody on what's happening with the cables. I, my, my, from talking to people out there, from connecting with businesses, from speaking to the industry, pretty much South Africa has overcome the really slow internet or no international internet connectivity, even if you're on telecom and you are subject to the full impact of the WAX and SAT3 break. Well, the good news is that the first cable being fixed is the WAX cable, which is smart because a far higher capacity cable than the SAT3 cable. The the boat that is fixing it is in pla- on place right now, and they anticipate after fishing this huge cable a couple of kilometers off the seabed and finding out where and what and how it was broken and repairing it, we should have full restoration of that cable, which will bring back about 70% of the capacity that was lost um, by the 8th of February. I know that's not what some people would like to hear. I know at night when you're streaming Netflix, there seems to be a little bit of congestion. And uh, a couple of companies are moaning that, yes, they, they're performing well, but they're still struggling with ultimate speed and capacity. Well, that should be over by the 8th. And then the, the, the ship will sail off to the next cable, which actually has two brakes on it, and fix those two. So certainly by the middle of February, we'll be back up and running. But again, it was really interesting how robust the South African Internet has become with the two additional cables currently in, in use, the one off to South America and the one up the 
east coast of South Africa. Always get muddled between my east and my west. And hopefully before the end of the year, we will have those two new cables down the west coast of South Africa, one from Google and one from um, Facebook, which will also bring massive additional capacity. And here we go. The price of data will probably fall some more because of it, because so much traffic goes internationally. The data that's available locally is pretty much on network and is theoretically zero cost. But there is a cost to transmission. There is a cost to provision. And you always have a cost in built in. But one of the major costs for any ISP is the cost of international transit of data. And the more cables that come, the cheaper it'll get. So on that note, and on the fast internet note, if happy that you message me here at Chai or on my uh, Twitter feed at Ambio, if you're having any problems still with your your internet, because mostly most people are are noticing very little slowdown in their overall performance and very little problem with not having access to the internet. But the cables are being repaired and will be repaired pretty much in the next week and a half to two weeks, and we'll have full restoration across the internet in South Africa. And on that note. Um, I'm going to have to call it a day. We're nearly done, and we will be back next week with some more gadgets, gizmos. So stay tuned, and always tune in 11 to 12, right here on Chai, with Tech Talk from Stephen Ambrose.